the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to our program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We're starting our hour to be with you right now, and I'm so glad that you chose to start your Sunday with us here at the Gypsy Christian Hour, KKLA. Well, as always, we want to open our program in prayer because this whole program would be useless without the Lord, without the Holy Spirit. So would you pray with me for this hour that the Lord... Let's just have his way and just pour out his blessing. Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you all the honor, all the glory, because you are deserving of it all. There's no circumstance and no situation, Lord, that you can't change, that you can't handle, that you can't make a better way for. And we depend on you. We ask, Lord, that in this night, in this time that we have on the radio, that you would meet the needs of all the listeners, all the callers, Lord. I thank you and I praise you. Father, receive glory through this program and through all that you're about to do, Lord. We thank you, Lord, not just for what you do, but for who you are. Thank you, Lord, that you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you that you're always with us, Lord, and we can depend on you for it all. Holy Spirit, have your way. Lead us and guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We're a live program here in studio, ready to take your calls. So why should you call in tonight? Well, if you need prayer, or if you know somebody who needs prayer, I invite you to call in. You know, we all need the Lord. Definitely, we need the Lord. And he tells us to call upon his name. He tells us to make our request known to him to bring our requests before him, to confidently come before that throne of grace where we receive mercy and help in time of need. So if you need prayer and whatever is going on in your life, know that God is in control and he can have a way, he has a way of making things different. Maybe things are not going well for you right now. Maybe there's a sickness or disease in your life, in in, in your body, in a loved one, whatever's going on. Let's pray for the sick. The Bible tells us to call upon the elders and let them pray over the sick. So call in and let's pray. The number is 888-995-5552. 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, and what are some of the needs? You know, there's spiritual needs. You know, sometimes uh, we feel far away from the Lord. Sometimes the world just gets us down, stressed, depressed, whatever. And we stop praying or we stop reading or we stop depending on the Lord. We start depending on ourselves and we stray from the Lord. Maybe there's an ongoing sin in your life and you're just being so convicted and, and the enemy is using that sin in your life to to, to to tell you you're no good. You know, you know, there's nothing wrong with guilt or conviction. Because guilt is knowing that you did something wrong. Conviction is the Holy Spirit telling you you need to repent. 
So there's nothing wrong with guilt or conviction, but when the enemy gets a hold of that, he causes shame in your life. And guilt is knowing you did something wrong. Shame is thinking you are something wrong. So don't let the enemy tell you you can't come back to the Lord. The Bible is full of examples of his people straying from him and coming back to him. You know, the prodigal son is the epitome of, of, of that example. You know, even though he had strayed from his father, even though he had gotten into the, the, the worst place he could be, he was in a peak pen, he said, let me go back to my father. And when he started that journey, he didn't know what was going to happen. He thought he'd go back to his father as a servant or a slave. But when the father saw him coming, the father leapt to his feet and ran to him and embraced him. He said, my son. He said, my son. He didn't say servant or slave. He accepted him back as a son. And God will accept you back. So if you have a spiritual need and you want to get back to the Lord, it starts in prayer. It starts with prayer and repentance. And we can help you pray. Let me help you pray. Come back to the Lord. If you've backslidden, if you've gotten into a place where you don't think the Lord loves you, let me tell you, he loves you. He died on the cross for you, even though he knew where you'd be right now tonight. So call in and let's pray, 888-995-5552. If there's a physical need in your life, you know, there's so much sickness and disease out there. There's still corona out there. I've heard of a few people uh, recently that that came down with corona. My my nephew and and, and my niece came down with corona, Uh, and they're you know they're out in Texas, uh, but uh, they're doing okay. But it's through prayer and through the grace of God and through healing. So if you need healing in your life, or you know somebody who needs healing in their life, let's let's pray for you. Let's pray for them. You can stand in the gap for those who need prayer, but you got to call 888-995-5552. Also, if you have a financial need, and we're all, oh, man, you know, there's so much. Uh, I mean, I, I talked, I, I spoke about it last week. Gas prices is, you know, are crazy. You know, $6 a gallon for gas. You know, our, our electric bill uh, has doubled you know, in, in 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 these past months, and just so everything is just so much more expensive. It's it's it's, it's averaging out for the average American seven thousand dollars a year more than they spent the year before. Just on normal everyday things, you know, going to the grocery store can, can be traumatizing. So if you're having a financial problem, and you need the Lord to make a change, call in tonight. The number is eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's the live on the air number. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, and let me tell you, let me just mention something in the Bible. I mentioned it last week. Hebrews thirteen five. This this scripture really stood out to me last week, and it's been on my mind all this week. It says, "Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have." For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man, what will man do to me? What will this world do to me? The world has no power over us. The world has no power over Christians. Circumstances and situations cannot hurt us. Because the Lord is our helper. In every circumstance, in every situation, the Lord is your helper. And, you know, it says to be free from the love of money. We all need finances. We all need money. But we don't need to be in love with money. Money is not the center of our universe. Money is not, you know, money is a tool to pay our bills, to live in this world. But God is the center of our life. God is the center of our family. God is the center of everything. God's there. And he'll never leave you. He'll never desert you. He'll never forsake you. He'll always be your helper. But you you need to call upon him. We need to call upon the Lord. So will you call upon the Lord tonight? Will you ask him to be your helper in whatever situation you're in, whether it's a spiritual situation, a physical situation, a financial situation? Call in tonight. We're here for the next hour to take your calls. The number is 
888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. How about your Bible questions? Do you have a question about the Bible, about Scripture, about doctrine or theology, about world religions, the cults, the occult? Whatever your question is, you have the next 50 minutes to call in and ask your question. So call in and let's talk about the Bible. Let's talk about Scripture. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about doctrine. Whatever's on your mind, call in tonight and we'll see if we can find the answer to your question. Number is 888 995 5552. That's 888 995 5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you have a question, and here's, you know, here's something that's been in the news all day today, the attack on Israel. We need to pray for Israel. We're going to pray for Israel in just a minute or two. But what do you feel about what's going on in Israel? Does it scare you? Are you concerned? Do you think that our country will stand up and support Israel? Or do you think we'll abandon Israel? I hope we'll support Israel. There's a blessing you know, God says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. Speaking to Israel, speaking to the children of Israel. And I hope, I pray, that our country will support Israel in their time of need. That we will be there for them. We've been there for them in the past. And, you know, we've always been a friend to Israel. And I hope that we'll remain a friend to Israel. But what do you think? Have you been watching the news are you, have you been praying for, for Israel? Have you been praying for the, for the hostages? Call in tonight, 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for prayer requests, questions, and comments about Israel or whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever. 888-995-5552. Let's pray right now for some of the prayer requests, and then we'll, we'll continue. We want to pray for Israel, of course. We want to pray for, for, for their victory against their enemies, for peace in Israel, for protection upon those who are in danger, uh, for the, the families of, uh, of those who lost their lives. So we want to pray for Israel. We're going to pray for Brian and Natalie. We want to pray for Eddie in Texas. Uh, Steph uh, emailed me again. And they're asking for guidance and for a financial breakthrough. We want to pray for Holly. We want to pray for Katie White. So, Father, we come before you, Lord, praying for your people, praying for Israel, Lord, seeking your strength, your power, your protection upon the people of Israel, upon that country, Lord, where you sent your son to die on a cross to bring us salvation. So we thank you, Lord, and we pray your protection upon Israel. We pray for their victory, Lord, against their enemies. We pray for those who have lost their loved ones, people who have who have died in this, in, this, in this terrible attack. So we pray for your comfort, your grace, and your mercy upon those who are mourning. We pray for your protection upon the hostages, Lord, that they would that they would come home unharmed and unhurt, Lord. We pray for the situation in Israel. We ask for your grace, your mercy, your power, and your strength, your protection. Lord, we pray for Brian and Natalie, that your perfect will would be accomplished in their lives, Lord. We pray for Eddie, Lord, to get him through this situation that he's in. We pray for Steph, Father, that you would give guidance and a financial breakthrough to pay the, the property taxes, to pay the mortgage, to pay the things that need to get paid, Lord. We just pray for a miracle for Steph. Also, Lord, we pray for Holly, for all to go well in these coming weeks. We pray your grace and your mercy, your strength, your power, Lord, your blessing. And we pray for We just pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished in her life and that your healing would be upon her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord. We pray for all of this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We'll be here for the next 46 minutes 
And time goes by so quickly. So I want you to call in with your prayer requests, with your questions. I have a couple of uh, questions from the Internet. We're going to get to that in a minute. But you can call in, and we'll take your calls at 888-995-5552. That's the number you call if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if somebody in your family needs prayer, if somebody's struggling with addiction, the, 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 the victory over addiction starts in prayer. So call in with your prayer requests, with your questions, with your comments on Israel, 888-995-5552. Well, as always, I want to remind you that today is the Lord's Day, and we go to church. You know, if you... Uh, if you haven't been going to church, I want to encourage you to get back into the habit of going to church on Sunday, being in the house of the Lord. There's a special blessing about getting together with other Christians to pray, to praise, and to hear the preaching. The Lord has a message for you in the preaching. He always does. Amen? So let's get back into the habit of going to church. You know, if you don't have a church, if you don't know where to go, then I would be happy to suggest a church in your area. Just uh, email me at sammynla.kkla at gmail.com. Let me know what area you live in, whether it's the San Gabriel Valley, San Fernando Valley, West Side, uh, wherever, you know, Orange County area. You know, uh, I'm familiar with many, many churches in, 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 this, uh, in Southern California, and I'd be happy to suggest somewhere to go. Uh, I suggested a, a church to a listener uh, by email, and they went down to Cottonwood Church, and uh, they scheduled to get baptized right there at Cottonwood Church, and I was so blessed to hear that. That was amazing. So if you need a church in your area, email me at Sammy NLA. that's S-A-M-M-Y, N as in Nancy, L-A dot K-K-L-A at gmail.com. So just email me, and I'll recommend a church in your area. But be in church. If you're in the Pasadena, uh, Arcadia, Monrovia area, I can invite you to the Hills Church. Uh, just just Google Hills Church Arcadia, uh, 805 North, uh, 801 North uh, 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. Pastor Walter Hoffman is the, the pastor there. So be in church. Amen. Okay, let's let's do some questions here, and then we'll start off. We'll get to the phone calls. Uh, we had a listener email me. Says he was in a discussion with some friends about. Well, I was in. Let me read it directly. I was in a discussion with some friends again about this and that, and the other thing, and we were talking about Judas. Is he in heaven with the Lord? Or did he not ask for forgiveness? Needless to say, we're confused. So, let's uh, get rid of the confusion. Uh, Judas, the Bible says in Luke, let's go to Luke 22, and let me read it. So let me go to Luke 22. And verse 1 begins, Luke 22, 1. Now, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put him, that's Jesus, to death, for they were afraid of the people. And Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot, belonging to the number of the twelve. And he went away in disgust with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them, and they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began seeking a good opportunity to betray him to them apart from the crowd. And then, you know, well, let's look at this. If Judas was a true believer and he had received the Holy Spirit, Satan would not have been able to enter him. Now notice, it doesn't say that Satan tempted him. Because we can all be tempted. But it says that Satan entered him. It says directly, And Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot. So, 
Judas wasn't really a believer. Judas had his own agenda about Jesus. You know, it tells us in another place in Scripture, Judas Iscariot was a zealot. He was part of a rebellious uh, group who wanted to rebel against the Romans. And it's thought that he he thought Jesus was going to do away with the Roman uh, government in Israel and bring Israel back to their, you know, bring uh, the, 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 the gov- bring the government back to Israel, that they would that they would get rid of the Romans. He thought that Jesus was that Messiah to get rid of the Romans, to get rid of their enemies. So when Je- when Jesus wasn't living up to Judas's expectations, it's thought that Judas thought he would, you know, kind of force his hand, but that didn't work. Judas was not a true believer. And it said that Satan entered Judas. And then look what Judas did in Matthew 27. You know, Matthew 27 tells us, Matthew 27, 3 tells us, when Judas, who had betrayed him, Jesus, saw that he had been condemned, he felt remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? See to that yourself. And he threw the pieces of silver into the temple sanctuary and departed, and he went away and hanged himself. You know, he felt remorse. He felt bad about what he did, but he didn't repent. He didn't hang on to Jesus. You know, there was another man, Peter, who also betrayed Jesus. You know, he swore up and down when when he was a uh, when they were asked, "Aren't you aren't you a follower of Jesus?" He denied three times that he was a follower of Jesus. He swore with an oath that he wasn't. And Peter also felt remorse, but Peter repented, and he held on to Jesus, and he saw the resurrected Jesus. You know, if Judas wouldn't have taken things into his own hands, there might have been hope for him. But he didn't. And I don't think Judas was a true believer. I don't think Judas was really born again. You know, I don't think Satan could enter. I know that Satan cannot enter and possess a born-again Christian. So I hope that answers your question about Judas. There's also another question, more of a hypothetical question. He says, if Adam and Eve had never sinned, Oh, and if you have a comment about Judas, you can call in at 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. If you have a comment about my answer about Judas, or if you need prayer, or if you have a question of your own, call in 888-995-5552. Now, here's another question. If Adam and Eve had never sinned, would our society be that of a naked one? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting hypothetical question about Adam and Eve. And, um, you know, if, if you're asking if Adam and Eve wouldn't have sinned, what would have happened? Well, Adam and Eve was, were created perfect, innocent. They were not... There was no sin in them. They had not sinned in any way. You know, God created them perfect, <clears throat> without sin, and they were living in the garden. And he told them, of every tree in the garden you can eat, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they were naked, and they, didn't, they, they had no problem with that because they were in a state of innocence. And if they had never eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would have remained that way. But God also told them to be fruitful and multiply, to have children. And how long do you think it would have been until someone ate from that forbidden fruit? So it was inevitable that eventually man would sin. You know, Adam and Eve sinned right off the bat. 
We don't know how long they were in the garden before they sinned, but they sinned. And they knew that they were naked. And they tried to cover their nakedness. But it was inevitable that man would sin. So yeah, it's an it's a, it's a interesting thing to think about. But it was inevitable that man would fall into a sinful state and need a savior. God knew that even before he created the universe, before he created man, before he created anything, he knew that man would sin and fall into a state of perpetual sin and would need a Savior and that he would send Jesus. So, like I said, it's a hypothetical question. Uh, Maybe if Adam and Eve never sinned, uh, they would have remained sinless, but most likely their offspring, their children would have sinned. So the thing is, man did sin. And because man sinned, man needs a Savior. We need a Savior. We need Jesus. We need his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Amen? Well, I hope that answered your question. If not, you can call in or you can email me at sammynla.kkla at gmail.com. You can email me with your prayer requests, and I'll be praying for you through the week. You can email me with your questions, and I'll answer that question like I just did on the following broadcast. Or you can email me and let me know what area you live in, and I'll uh, suggest a church that you might want to try out, that you might want to go to visit or you know, start going there uh, every Sunday. It's up to you. So again, sammynla.kkla at gmail.com. Amen. Well, let's go to our phone lines, and if you'd like to call in, the number is 888-995-5552. We had a couple of callers that uh, were holding on, and they hung up. I don't know what happened. Uh, so I encourage you, call call back. We're going to start taking calls right now. So if you want to call in, we'll get to your calls right away. It's 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in. If you have a question about the Bible, about Christianity, about anything concerning doctrine, theology, the cults, the occult, whatever, call in tonight. It's 888-995-5552. Let's go to our first caller. We're going to talk to Lamech. Hi, Lamech. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Well, I called two two weeks ago, but... uh... I hang up because it was waiting for so long. Anyhow. Well, sorry so, sorry for you. the long wait. Uh, thank you. Lamech. Thank you for taking my calls uh, today, tonight. And uh, first I need, the first thing I need is, I told you before, right? I have a disabled daughter. Mm-hmm. And honestly, honestly, I'm suffering a lot. And uh, I'm suffering, but I... I have the power of the Holy Spirit, and no problem. I can resist. But the favor I need is a prayer of, and a favor from God to make my wife understand we need, uh, she she need help from God to pray for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be together with her because I'm, I am worried for my daughter with his, her disability. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and my wife is weak, and I don't want to argue with her. I don't want to, you know, and I need the help from from God, real, you know, mm. because she she has a responsibility, but she don't want to get it, you know. Sure. And I understand her, but honestly, I don't I don't want to quit. I don't want to run away from them. Right. I don't care. I want to keep going. I I I I don't have not too much job now, but you know the 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 minimum wage I make it. Do I don't care. I give it. I, I put on them. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, the most important thing is the favor from God Amen. to to uh, heal my daughter, and I want to keep with him because I'm repent. Well, that's the key. Well, that's the key to to to. That's the key to. Uh, to 
to be with God. Repent. Amen. Let's, well, let's let's pray, Lamech. Father, we come before you, Lord. Thank you. And Lamech is asking for a favor. He's asking for grace. He's asking for mercy. First for his wife, Lord, that you would just move upon her heart, Lord, and that she would want to deal with the situation, Lord, not in a human way, but in a spiritual way, Lord, that she would seek you with Lamech, Lord, that they would pray together, Lord, for their daughter. Lord, and we pray for the daughter who has this physical disability. Whatever it is, Lord, you know the situation. You know the circumstances, and you have the power to heal her, Lord. So I pray for healing upon Lamech's daughter, Lord. I pray that your grace and your mercy would just overflow upon her, Lord, and that she would be healed totally and completely from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that 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 that, that she would function, Lord, the way you created her to be, Lord, that she would be that woman that you caused, that you created her to be, Lord. And I pray for, again, for Lamech and for his wife, that they wouldn't argue, but that they would come together as one, Lord, to seek you for all of their needs and all of their desires. And, Lord, that they would be the, 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 the mother and the father to their daughter that she needs them to be, Lord. That they would be shining examples, Lord, of a man and a woman who seek you, Lord, for her behalf. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would do the mighty work that only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And now I have a question. Sure, Lamech. Uh, okay, tell me, who is, according to you, talking about Judas, right? And you invited the, 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 the believers and the listeners to, to make a question. So that's why I'm taking the, book, I'm taking the Bible. And I have the Bible with me. Uh, uh, this Judas... What I have here in just one chapter, one chapter uh, uh, from the scripture from Judas, that was Judas Iscariot or another Judas because I don't have no references no, from that, another Judas. Just says Judas. No, that was Judas Iscariot. It's okay. That's okay, the Judas. So, there was another okay. Judas. There was another Judas, but that wasn't the one who betrayed Jesus. This no, is but my, but my 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 question my question is, is, is specifically is this Judas who wrote this 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 uh, chapter uh, is Judas Iscariot or is another Judas? No, <clears throat> Matthew. I read from Matthew, and I read from Luke. Okay, so Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke, and Matthew wrote the Gospel of Matthew, and they wrote the account of what happened, how Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. Judas did not write anything. Okay, because because uh, this is scripture, uh, I read, uh, I read this is scripture, it says, St. Judas, in Spanish, in Spanish it says, San Judas. Yeah. No, uh, that, I read it. No, that's a different book. That's the book of Jude. Uh, okay. And that's okay. that's later on in, in, in the New Testament. That's the book uh, of Jude. And he was the half brother of Jesus. Okay, but anyhow, so this this scripture is talking about uh, a prison. You know, prison, prisons. Mm-hmm. I mean, jails, a jail for 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 something for somebody right. who who doing something wrong. Right. And 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 and, and, and I don't. I mean, uh, by the time when I read this, I understand totally. I don't want to do this because I know uh, after depart from this planet, uh, prisons are waiting for uh, for for for, for, the, for yes men for the unbelievers who, who huh? right for the unbelievers for those who don't believe in Jesus. Yeah, that that kind of kind of fake believers and and the kind of kind of kind right. of people who 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 practices this right. disobedience. Uh, okay. Okay, so you know because I I, I read I read you know because yeah. I want to read you know yes. I don't have no schooling but uh, thanks thanks to the the thanks to the Creator or God uh, right. uh, Jehovah and all the prophets Jesus and and all the information I I can I can read so okay. uh, that's what I read that's what okay. I read and, and, okay. and you know I want to well, keep going so okay Lomek well thank, thank you, you for very much. thank you for calling in tonight God bless. All right. Have a good yeah. night. God bless. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, let's go to our next caller. Uh, and you can call in tonight with your prayer requests, with your questions. The number is 
5-2. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Jerry. Hi, Jerry. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Well, hello, Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey, first of all, I've been listening to you for quite a few years. You're uh, you're something else. Uh, you do a really good job for the community. And Thank you. You seem like a very well-established theologian. Well, I don't uh, consider I myself a I theologian, had... but thank you for thinking that. Uh, I had a question come up the other day. Uh, young men were asking me about the Bible. Uh about what age do we know Adam and Eve were created at? Well, that's that's a good question. That's a good question because... I, I certainly couldn't answer it. Well, they were created as adults. Uh, they, they they weren't created as children. They didn't grow up in the in the garden. They were created as, as adults. Uh, I don't know what, you know... Here's the thing. God created... The the they God created the the universe, God created everything with the appearance of age. It's like when when God created the the garden, He didn't plant the garden; He created the garden. So let's say we know that there were trees. There was the tree of uh, the knowledge of good and evil. There was the tree of the tree of life. Those 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 trees, if we were there at the time of creation we would have seen them be created as fully grown trees. But they look like they had, that they'd been there for years because it, we, we know it takes years for a tree to grow. So, those, so everything had the appearance of age. And uh, even the universe, I believe, has the appearance of age. You know, they think, they think the universe is millions and billions of years old, but God created the universe. And when he right. created Adam and Eve, he created them as... Uh, fully developed adults, but they had the appearance of age. You know, maybe they looked right. twenty, maybe they looked like like they were thirty, but we know that they lived to be over nine hundred. I know we know Adam lived to be over nine hundred years old. You know, uh, yes. a, f- a fun fact. So the, the simple answer: we don't know their age. That was no, the we don't know. Them, right? Well, well, obviously they were they were just when they were created. They were created. You know, and they were. They, they, their age started from creation, you know, because we know Adam lived to be over 900 years old. And I was going to tell you, a fun fact is that Adam lived so long that he could have met Noah's father. How about that? Yeah, it's a very, uh, very incredible. Uh, yeah, he lived to be over 900 years old, uh, uh, the, Adam. The well, thank you for that. The other situation is on Israel. Uh, yes, uh, to answer your question, uh, the Biden administration, my background's government, specializing in the Middle East. Uh, I'm way retired now, but uh, yes, the Biden administration is going to completely support Israel. Uh, that won't affect Ukraine whatsoever unless the war goes into uh, in where we're at in uh, mm-hmm. Revelations, where, you know, Magog. Right. And Russia gets involved, Iran gets involved. Then we're in. A, then we're in probably into the uh, revelations coming true right before our eyes. Uh, what we got to worry about right now is a two-front war established. Uh, let's hope it can be contained to a one front. The other situation is, uh, which you know, the the Pentagon has been so busy creating high-tech weapons that with all the munitions that Ukraine's going through and depleting ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israel's in need of, you know, ammunition, yeah. you know, basic ammunition, rockets, bullets, uh, and there's going to come there. They can be depleted very rapidly, so that's something we got to keep an eye yeah. on. But uh, well, you know, something uh, I've you know, been wondering, you know, have we escalated the, the manufacturing of wep, you know, uh, regular weapons like you say, rockets and and bullets, and have we? Well, from the reports I've seen on the news, yes, but. It's 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 a situation where uh, you know we we've we've uh, you know with all the anti-Semitism going on, uh, which is just horrific because as Christians, if we don't support Israel, we're not supporting ourselves. That's right. You know, Christ was a Jew. You know, I mean, and, you know, and I mentioned earlier anything further than that. And I, right? I mentioned earlier the promise that, that that God made to Abraham is, "I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you." You know, no, but I'm surprised at our community and our Christian community. There's so many people that are, you know, floating away from Israel, yeah, and uh, not giving that that rock support because uh, 
because of our own anti-Semitism going, not just here, but, you know, when you travel around, you see it all over the world again. You, you think you woke up in the 1930s all over again. Yeah, well, and, and, unfortunately, you know, you know, we're going backwards instead of forwards. You know, we should be, exactly. we should be supporting you know, the only democracy in the Middle East, and we're not really supporting it as much as we should. Well, exactly. If it's it's uh, it's a, uh, but I, I hope your listeners are, you know, I hope, I hope all the churches today to you know expand on this thought process and making sure we have an iron support in the Christian community, uh, because you know we live in the second largest Jewish population outside of Israel on Earth. Yep. You know, and then we got uh, Mexico City with what I think the third or the fourth largest Jewish population on Earth. Uh, so you know, it's it's a very very bad situation when you see people drifting away. But we got to have rock solid support. But Amen. pray now that it doesn't go into a two front war, which would create a yeah. They're the keeping only they're, they're with, keeping an eye on Lebanon and 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 the other surrounding countries. They well, well of course, that would where be the other front would yeah. come out of. You know, and and you know, and then that's uh, the only way Israel could fight, and then and it would go nuclear very quickly, which is uh, the yep. end of the world as we know it. But this, and you know, it taking is a very it scary take, proposition, taking it back to the Bible, you know, the Bible says that, that Israel is going to be the, the the place where the end of the world will come, uh, or the end of the known world, where Jesus will return in the Battle of Armageddon. I don't believe that this is it, but we should all. Well, none of us know that, do we? No, we don't. We don't. Like I said, I don't believe this is it. Uh, but well, I. But when we see Lord stuff say, like this going on, no we should. We should. We should stand up for Christ even more. Share even more with our with our Jewish friends and with everybody we we come into contact with. Share the gospel. Share the need for Jesus because He's coming back. He'll be back soon, sooner than we think. Well, you keep up the good work, sir. You're uh, you're you're one of those people in life that you know you're a bright light in a very dark world. Sometimes. Well, thank you, Jerry. And, you're very uh, you're, kind. You're very patient with your uh, guests. I noticed that. <laughs> well, thank and you. Give an opportunity to answer questions, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You be blessed. Thank you. Well, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. And you can call in tonight with your prayer requests. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. And you can call in with your questions. Number is 888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller. We're going to talk to William from Los Angeles. Hey, William, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Yes, this is William. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm blessed in the Lord and highly favored. Praise the Lord. Amen. How, yes, sir. How can we be of help tonight? For you. Um, what does it mean to you when the word says a woman is not to wear things pertaining to a man? Mm. Well, it, it's, it's, you know, the main things in the Bible are the plain things. And I think that's pretty plain. Uh, uh, you know, uh, men are to dress like men. And women are to dress like women. There is a distinction. Even though so much of our community today can't define what a woman is, or can't define womanhood or what a woman is, the Bible defines the men and women. He said he created that God created them male and female, and he created us, he created them in his image. You know, uh, there's to be a distinction between men and women in their in their dressing and and, and, and their conduct. You know, uh, a man is not a woman, and a woman is not a man. And you know that's what the Bible tells us. And Paul tells us, I believe it's in Corinthians, that uh, a man's hair length. Uh, should be the the length of, a, of of what's what's considered to be a man. Now they wore their hair a lot longer back in those days than than, than we typically do today, but that was the culture of the day, and everyone knew that that was the that was the, the hair length of a man. And women wore their hair a lot longer than men, and that was a distinction between men and women. M- women are not to wear clothes to make themselves look like a man. To, to to blur the distinction, 
You know, men are, are men so and bad. women are women. Let me interrupt just for a minute. Um, so far, you you have answered that according to the way I believe it. And, of course, I have answered it already, but I wanted to know what someone else thought about it. Okay. So well, you're right. There should be a distinction between a man and a woman. Right. And now, that doesn't mean that a woman can't wear pants. Let me just say that. Because there are women that wear pants, and that's fine. But look like a woman. You know what I mean? Don't try to look like a man. Don't try to come off as a man. And you but know, and, and, and a man, and a, and a Scottish man can wear a kilt. You know, but it's, it's you know it's known that the Scottish men wear kilts. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But, but if a woman, if a woman put on clothing pertaining to a man, does not that going to make her look like a man? Right. Well, I agree, but she shouldn't try and blur the distinction. The distinction, you know, if she's trying to, if she's trying to look like a man, uh, I don't believe that, well, that that's proper. But to me, to, yeah, excuse me, it doesn't matter to me whether she's trying to look like a man or not. But if she's wearing things pertaining to a man, she's going to automatically look like a man. Yeah. Well, I agree. I agree that a woman should not uh, try to look like a man, and a man should not try to look like a woman. You know, this cross-dressing and transgender stuff—it's not biblical. It's not of the Lord, and. Even though, uh, you know, we, how can I say that? We love people. We show them love. We show them respect. Uh, we want them to have all of their uh, human rights that, they, that, they, that they're God-given. But uh, I'll stand up for the truth any day that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. There's just there's each, each, each male and female have two chromosomes each, and they're not the same. Okay. Yeah, so getting back to things pertaining to a man, clothing, I'm talking about clothing, hats, caps, uh, pants, dresses, I'm talking about dress code here, and well, I say things pertaining to a man. Well, the, so I said that to say that, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say, for instance, uh, I saw a friend of mine in the mall once, and she had an outfit, and I was shocked. And she was extremely a good-looking girl. Uh, I mean, very, very gorgeously built. But what she had on made her look entirely naked. Mm. And the outfit was exactly according to her complexion, the same color of her complexion. It looked like she had on nothing. And so I was shocked. I didn't say anything about it. I was just shocked to see her dressed like that. Because I didn't know she dressed like that. And she claimed to be born again Christian. You know, she went to church and things of that nature. I have no doubt about that. But this is what she said to me. Okay. Okay. I didn't say anything about the way she was dressed, but she responded according to how, you know, I I was shocked, and she noticed that, and so she felt she should say something in defense. And she said to me, she said, "It's not what I have on." She says, "It's it, I can wear anything I want to wear, just as long." as I think differently than what I have on, or something of that nature, mm. if you get what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but I, well, I, 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 I don't agree. I don't agree with I that. I don't agree with that either, because okay. because Scripture doesn't agree with that. Paul tells us to dress modestly. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to be careful, and especially women need to be careful how they, what they wear, as to not to, to uh, entice or tempt the opposite sex, the men. Uh, that's why Paul tells women to dress modestly, men to dress appropriately, not to blur the lines the way you dress of, about manhood and womanhood. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I, I don't agree with uh, with that kind of dressing, and uh, I, I would hope that uh, you know Christian men and women would take that to heart. Okay, William. So I have one. I have one last thing I want to say about that. One last thing. Okay. I saw a friend of mine at Popeye's Chicken in Hollywood in Coinga. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, she was saying, uh, she, when I walked in, she immediately, she was about to leave. She had finished her meal. She was about to leave. And she stood up. And at first, I didn't recognize her. But as she stood up, I noticed her dress looked very, very nice on her. I looked up and I noticed her, her blouse, you know, her top part from waist up to her shoulders looked very, very nice. And then as I came up to her head, she had this baseball cap on. And to me, that just took away 
all of her femininity. It just took mm. away all the fact of her looking like a woman because she looked like a man by the head mm-hmm. except for the rest of her body. Well, there's, you know, that's a that's a question of taste, and uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't really know how to how to react to that because again, you know, uh, you don't have to. If, if a woman, you know, she looks nice and she messes it up with a baseball cap, that's really on her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but, I agree. Okay, William. But do you think that? Oh, I, that's okay. I do I think it's unbiblical? You know. You know, it, it depends on the intent of, 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 you know, trying to. Paul is telling Paul is telling men and women not to blur the line between manhood and womanhood with the way you dress. Men should not try to look like women, and women shouldn't try to look like men. But if you dress like a man, you're going to look like a man. Well, if you dress like a woman, you're going to look like a woman. Okay, I agree. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, William. God bless. God bless you. Good night. Uh, I have a prayer request from Rox, R-O-X, from Granada Hills. Would like to, would like prayer for the mentally ill son, Jacko. So, Father, we pray for Rox and for Jacko, Father. Rox is reaching out to you for their son, Jacko, Lord, who has a mental illness, Lord, you can, you can cure that mental illness, Father. You can cure every illness, every sickness, every inf- infirmity, Lord. And I pray for Jacko, Lord, that you would just bless him, Lord, with your grace and your mercy, Lord, that his, his, his faculties would be that of normal function, Lord, that his brain cells would work normally, Lord, that his thoughts would be of you and that he would be able to, 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 to function as a normal human being created in your image. So I just pray, Father, that your grace and your mercy would be shown to Jacko in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go to our next caller. We're going to talk to Rita. Hi, Rita. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hello. 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 Good morning. Good morning. How can we help tonight? I haven't spoken to you in about a year, but it's I've been doing okay as far as um, walking with the Lord, but I've just really been getting challenged really hard lately. I, I do have a question. Okay. And I know that we don't know, us humans, I don't, as best as we know, God's mind is what we 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 read in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I'm going to. It was something that came across my mind today, and it's like, why didn't God? Why didn't God destroy Satan mm. when Satan decided that he was going to challenge God? Well, we don't know. I mean, you know, it's like and. Why was he allowed to? Is there anywhere that why he allowed him to continue? Mm. Well, it doesn't say why he allowed him to continue, but we do see in Scripture the nature of angelic beings. Uh, they are eternal. Uh, in other words, when God created the angels, He created them to be eternal, never to die. Uh, and when Satan, well, when Lucifer fell, you know, he didn't totally destroy uh, Satan. He was going to, he decided to make an example of Satan because when Satan fell, he took one-third of the angels. Right. And he he judged Satan and he sentenced Satan for an eternity in hell. Now he's not in hell right now. Uh, none of the demons. No, he's alive and well. He's alive, and he's he's the <laughs> prince of the air. You know, he's tempting. He's he's oh. out there trying to tempt. But he's going to make an example of Satan and all those who follow him, uh, including including human beings who will who re- who reject Jesus Christ will uh, suffer in eternity. 
uh, you know, uh, in hell because of well, their disobedience. Now, I'm very impatient. <laughs> of course, we are, but you know, our our, our impatience. It's, it's big, go ahead. You know, because just in everything today, more so. I'm 76, so I kind of remember how uh, our society was um, a lot different yeah. than what it is today. Today, it's horrible. Yeah, it's getting it's horrible. Getting, it's getting worse, and it's going to get even more worse. Uh, but it's it's not that you know God is impatient or we're or we're impatient. God's patience is His grace. He's giving more opportunity for more people to be saved. But there will come a time when God's grace will cease. And but that's when... The, they're suffering. Excuse me? I mean, I'm being a crybaby, but it was... But it's like I want to say, God, a lot of us are suffering, though. Yeah. We really, you know, we're suffering. Yeah, and, and we're suffering because of sin, the amount of sin right. and evil that's in the world. But... God is tolerant of evil in order to express his grace and to give his grace to those who will receive it. You know, if God did away with all the evil in the world, none of us would be none of us would be around because the Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all strayed like sheep from God. You know, we're all we all have an evil nature. So if God did away with all evil, he'd have to do away with the whole entire human race. And he did that once uh, in the flood, and he swore he'd never do it again. So it's his grace and it's his mercy that endures the evil in the world in order that he would can express his grace and his mercy even more. So be patient with God. Be patient with, with the rest of us, and we'll all enjoy heaven someday when we go to meet Jesus. Okay, Rita? Well, not really. Huh. Because, I mean, I appreciate that. I, I do. I do. But, you know, it, it's just... Yeah. I just want to say this. Just listening to the caller before, I think, William, mm-hmm. and uh, women's clothing and how... There is no... There, there was a time when there was... Um, there was beauty. I don't think there's beauty now. I don't think that they walk in in a beautiful way. Yeah. They walk in a very yeah the world yeah. way. And, and it's, it's you know it's, everything it's, it's is you know changed. I don't want to cut you off, Rita, but everything is perverted. It's so perverted. Yeah. And if you look, if you look right. at if you look at the, the 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 definition of perverted, it's like bent. It's just it's just not straight. The, this whole right. world is not straight anymore. It's so, so, so different than what we remember, and it's probably even you know, it's even worse than what we can imagine. Well, Rita, I got to let okay. you go. We're we're out of time for this Thank edition you. of the Gypsy have Christian have Hour. Thank night. you for your call. You I hope you'll call again. Good night. Good night. Okay. Bye bye. Well, that music is playing in the background, and I'm told we're out of time for this 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 edition of the Gypsy Christian Hour. I hope you'll keep us in prayer, and I hope you'll pray about helping us financially stay here at the Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, If you can, would you write a check this week and help us with a donation to stay here to pay the bills? You can make your check out to GCH Ministries and send it to P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. I hope you'll pray about it. If the Lord leads you, send in a donation. We could really use your help. Well, that's it for us tonight. Don't forget to be in church. Don't forget to pray for Israel and pray for us. And God willing, we'll be back here next Saturday night. God bless you and good night.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.